Hello, welcome to Backstory Podcast from the Toronto Real Asian International Film Festival. I'm Aram Collier, and this is usually where Kelly, my co-host, joins in. But she's not here. Kelly's not here. But for Kelly Loy fans, don't worry. She'll be back. She's on the road, and we're going to hear from her in this episode. However, uh, Kelly getting out on the road made us think about road trips, um, about actually going to other festivals again. And it made us think about our friends at other film festivals. So this episode, we're going to meet some festival friends, specifically working in the Asian American Film Festival circuit. They are kind of our multiverse analogs who toil away putting on festivals like Relation, but different in different cities across North America. So this episode, we're talking to friends on the East Coast, and hopefully in future episodes, we'll work our way westward. So here is our conversations. Okay, so Selena, do you want to introduce yourself, uh, your role, and how long you've been working at your festival? And introduce your festival. Sure. Um, hi, I'm Selena. I am the festival director slash ED of Philadelphia Asian American Film Festival. Um, how long have I? How long have I been working there? Uh it's okay. It's a little bit weird. I. I I talk to I talk to people in the Asian American Film Festival circuit about this all the time, but it's like, how do you really gauge when you started? Because we all usually start as like volunteers, yeah, and then yeah. and then we like continue working there and working our way up, you know, to to higher responsibility. And so, technically, I started in two thousand eighteen. Um, like that's when I you was... started like getting paid to work there. Is that no, what it is? that's when I started. Oh, oh, okay. That's when I started volunteering. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, I didn't get uh, I all didn't these get... different demarcations, I guess, right? Yeah, no, no. It's it's really it's really interesting because like I also like my first year as festival director, like my first year as like top dog. I was also unpaid. Like it was oh, not a okay. It was not a paid <laughs> position. Yeah, um, and it you know it's it's it's. I mean, we can get into this later too, but like, it, it's like about sustainability and about like funding and how, how yeah. do festivals get funding? And, um, it, it's really, really difficult for, for us to find funding, especially like general operating grants mm -hmm. to pay our employees. And so we were incredibly lucky and so blessed to get a foundation grant from a local foundation, um, Independence Public Media Fund in 2020. Um, and so I started getting paid that year. Um, oh, no, actually, did I start getting paid? No, I actually started getting paid in 2021. Sorry. Oh, um, goodness. So, yeah, it wasn't until 2021. So I, I did my first year in 2020 um, as a volunteer. And I was still working my full-time job in the beginning of the pandemic as well as, you know, doing the second full-time job as a volunteer. Um, so, you, you know, it's definitely. one of the things, yeah, you know, it's one of the things that there are so many different festivals and I think, you know, filmmakers, audiences, um, you know, experience it on one level. And then, you know, sometimes Kelly and I uh, joke about, um, you know, there's the old saying of, nobody wants to know how the sausage gets made, right? And mm. and so we talk about like, you know, a film festival is the same, right? It's a film festival sausage. And it's kind of like, 
kind of gross, right? <laughs> and then, like yeah. there's all these things that go into it. And then there's all these kind of like different ways that festivals function or barely, you know, you know, or it's run by volunteers, right? And, and, and there's just, you know, even amidst, even amongst the Asian American film festival circuit, like there's so many different levels of funding, operational support. Um, you know, I mean, we're, you know, in Toronto, we're literally in a different country than you. So we have different funding structures here too. So, um, so it's, it's, it's super interesting. Like, again, nobody wants to know how that sausage <laughs> gets made, but like, but we're in that sausage. We're literally, yeah. we're the ingredients to it, right? Truly, truly, truly. Like, I, I think like when I first started, I, I was like, cool, cool, cool. It's a volunteer run film festival. Like that seems fine. And then I did it, right? Like, and then I like had my first festival in 2018 and I was like, cool. An entirely volunteer run film festival means that no one gets to sleep for three months <laughs> that's not fun but I was also at, like I was also like how old was I I think I was like 22 22 uh -huh. or 23 at the time and so I just graduated from university I was like freshly in the world as an adult and um I also had enough energy to like stay out and party and so you know it, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's the thing too. It's like, you know, we, we, we do this work because we, there are things that we enjoy despite being ground up and, and put in a sausage too. But like, you know, there, there are fun things about it and I definitely want to uh, kind of get to that, but um, maybe, maybe we, uh, we will get to that, but I, I'm curious, like, cause, cause so I met you first in 2019, I think we met out in San Francisco at um, CAMFest, which is the Asian American festival in San Francisco. And, um, and uh, so I'm, I'm curious. So, so, so you said um, you had, when you started uh, Philly, um, actually, you know what, can I ask just for clarification, like, uh, is it okay to call it Philly? Like, what do people call it? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, so I'm from I'm from San Francisco, and people in Toronto, they always call it San Fran. It's like I I hate that so much. Just say the whole you word. Hate that. I hate it so much. Just <laughs> say about, the whole word. It, you you wouldn't say call it Chicago. SF. SF is fine. That's that's like initials. <laughs> but like you wouldn't say Chicago. You know, like just say the whole word. Oh, okay, but this is, but this is a okay. new gripe that I'd never I've never heard before. Well, is, okay, I will never, I've never really said that out loud. Again. So here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so 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 can you call it Philly? And then and then what is your knowledge of that? Because are you from the Philadelphia area? Like like you know, kind of what's your uh, what's your kind of like personal connection to the region and the and the area? Yeah, that's a good question. Definitely, you can call it Philly. Um, and anyone okay, who says otherwise who wants to like uh, fight about it, I guess, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like I feel a little bit bad. I'm like, I'm going to say like, yeah, you can call it Philly. And then like, I feel like there's just gonna be like one person out there who's going to be like, no, you can't call it Philly. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I say Philly. And um, so you are from from the Philadelphia area. Yes, I am yeah, from the okay. greater Philadelphia area. But I okay. so I grew up like in the suburbs. Um I grew up in the suburbs. My my mom grew up in Philly Chinatown. Mm. So like, you know, it was like one of those 
one of those like Chinese family things where, you know, I went to school and I grew up in in the suburbs, but then like all of my weekends were spent in Chinatown Mm -hmm. with my family doing other things in Chinatown. Totally. I honestly, like as a, as a kid, I think up until like I was 12 or 13 years old, I I didn't really know anything in Philly other than Chinatown. There was like that four block, you know, Chinatown area. And I basically did not go outside of that. (laughs) For a really long time. I, I I have been to Philly a couple of times, including Chinatown. And I think I went there about like 2010. And it was, uh, yeah, it was really cool. Like I, I had never really, uh, I hope this is okay to say, I'd never really thought to like much about Philadelphia. But like, you know, it was like a cool city. You never just, like, thought just so... about Philadelphia? Well, I mean, I'm a big baseball fan so uh, and sports <laughs> fan. So I knew about the teams and, and, I, and that's why I was there. I was like on a baseball road trip with my sister. And nice. uh, but but then it was like, oh, this is kind of a cool city. Like there's good food. There's lots of things happening. And there's like lots of history. There's a Chinatown, which is awesome, uh, which we got. We, we went and ate at, you know, those kinds of things. And then and then I was able to. Um, come back in to your festival actually in 2017 um, with with my film uh, Stand Up Man and um, and it was just it was really it was really awesome it, it was um, and I'm not just saying this because you're here it was like one of my favorite like post screening discussions because you know people really kind of got it or were engaged with it and there were some really um, nice discussions and you know when you're out on the road you just want people to kind of react well you know and you like to have nice conversations and it was and and that's what that was and um so i you know i i wanted to ask you know kind of through the lens of 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 your festival is you know what's 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 something that you think you know makes your festival and your city unique you know because i think that every festival kind of speaks to their region or reflects the region i mean it speaks to it because you're programming things for your community right so 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 what are some things that make your festival you know and and the region kind of speak to each other or or what makes it unique so i'm i'm gonna be really really honest i know that you sent me this question um (laughs) in an email and i i was reading i got stuck on that question that was like the question that's the first question you wrote too and i just stared <laughs> at it and i was like After introduction <laughs> <laughs> it was like introduce yourself and then it was like what makes your festival unique and i just was like i i have to close this email i don't know what to say um because I, I i i feel like i'm so green when it comes to like the film festival world still that I don't have enough of a comparison Hmm. to other festivals. And what's unfortunate is that like, I also started as the festival director in 2020, right? So the only trip that I went, you know, we're talking about road tripping and we're talking about going to other festivals. The only other festivals that I went to were ACV in New York, Mm -hmm. um, CamFest in San Francisco and LA Asian Pacific Mm -hmm. in LA. Oh, that's right. Yeah, those were the only three that I went to. Well, but so, what, like, I mean, what what makes your festival different than those, though? Like in your in, I mean, I think that seems like a good comparison to start with. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. We're just like, 
I think like size is huge. Like we're, I, I, hmm, it's hard because it's sort of like what I was saying, uh, what I was saying to you earlier before we started recording was like, um, a lot of what I've been doing with PATH is like size fitting and trying to figure out like what makes the most sense for us in terms of, you know, what do we want to focus on? What communities do we want to make sure that we're including? Um, and I think one thing that I don't want to fall into with PATH has been like trying to make our festivals like other festivals, mm -hmm. right? I don't, I don't need us to have a ton of films where, you know, there, there's like all these overlapping screenings because there's just so many films for you to pick from. Like, I don't, um, I don't want people to feel like that. I don't, I don't want people to feel like, oh man, there are these two films that I really want to watch, but they like happen at the same time and they only happen once. So now I have to pick between the two, you know, like there's no reason for that. We don't have enough people coming to our festival for that to be something that is like beneficial for us, mm -hmm. you know? Um, like I would much rather have less screenings with more people in them so that we get to have these discussions like you were talking about where filmmakers are really able to engage the community in a way that feels really fulfilling for everyone in the room. Um, and I, 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 I feel like that, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, I don't want to say that that's not the case for San Francisco festivals or, you know, LA festivals or, you know, Toronto festivals. Like I, again, like, I don't know how much, um, I don't know too much about like the, the, the growth and trajectory of all, all these other festivals. Yeah. So I, I think like what makes us unique? I don't want to like compare to, to find that answer. I think like, I think what makes us unique is just the fact that like we have, we have like, people unique people on our team who are trying to put together this programming and trying to make this festival you know align with the mission and vision that we all have for it um i think especially now yeah i think that's something that i've you know noticed over over the years is like you know the programming um kind of shifts and it reflects the people who put it on right and yeah. and it and it has like a real kind of um intention behind your programming and 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 i've always you know kind of in the especially in the last like i don't know five six years it's been really really cool to see um your festival kind of change in in that direction and you know i mean i think you know when i think of <laughs> i mean i i don't have to answer this question but uh but i think that um you know it it really you know when you're comparing it to some of those festivals that you had been to like a lot of it is like a demographic difference you know and like mm. and that that reflects you know in the city and and that is something at least as a visiting filmmaker that you could notice and feel just even in that brief interaction with 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 an audience you know and and that's something that is really I don't know I I I, I like that right because you know being somebody who grew up in California on the west coast like there's a certain vibe right and um and I think you know if I were to broadly speak, I think East Coast is quite different. You know, certainly we're very different up here as well. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I guess, you know, <laughs> that kind of like transitions too into like, what are, what are some of the things that, um, that you find that challenge your, your festival? Oof. I feel like we could also just have a whole episode about challenges. <laughs> what are the top few? <laughs> <I guess? laughs> 
Um, I mean, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I inherited this festival. So that, that in itself is a challenge um, because there is like transition stuff um, that really needs to happen in order for there to be like a successful, a successful inheritance. And um, I, you know, candidly, like that did not happen for mm-hmm. me. Like there was definitely not a good transition. And I, um, you know, people, people can definitely say like, oh, it's because of COVID. No, I, I really, truly don't think it was because of COVID. I, I, I really do feel like we were unprepared um, in terms of transitioning me into this position, um, which is unfortunate. But again, it comes down to, like I said, it's the fact that we don't have funding for a full-time employee. So like, you know, at, at the time we didn't. And, um, you know, who, who can, who can put together like a, like a smooth trans- transition when it's like entirely on a volunteer basis, you know, mm-hmm. it's like no one's mm-hmm. fault really, but that was a huge challenge for me. It took a whole year. It took a whole year and some change for me to feel um, like I, I had like, you know, gotten somewhat of a, of a transition to the, to this, um, uh, position. So, and even now I, I feel like I'm still doing a lot of like cleanup stuff. Um, so that was huge for me. And, um, that was like a huge challenge for me. And then, you know, finding funding, we've talked about a little bit again, like I, I still struggle a little bit. My grant writing skills are not great. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I think also just like a lot of my team now, uh, they're all, they're all around my age, you know, and something that I've seen that I didn't actually expect was that like, people do not take you seriously when you're young. Mm -hmm. Um, especially, especially like in, I I don't know if, if, I don't know if you've experienced this, but especially when, um, you're in the film industry and you're like a young, like female presenting person, there's a lot of pushback and a lot of assumptions made about your leadership and Mm -hmm. about your decisions. Um, so that's a huge challenge for me personally in, in the work that I do. Um, and also like being that I'm a leader and being that I'm young, like, being able to lead a team with confidence is also a huge problem. Yeah. Um, not problem, but challenge for sure. And I, and I really do hope that like my team, if any of them listen to this, um, feel that, you know, I've done as, as, as best as I could to, to sort of lead a volunteer team. Again, it's a volunteer team and that is so difficult. Like now that I'm a full-time employee, you know, I have to be really, really cognizant of the fact that, you know, I have, I have a really great team, but they all have jobs and they all have other responsibilities. And so, um, again, that size fitting thing that I was talking about earlier is it plays a really big part also, not just, you know, not just for the audience, but also for the back end and, you know, how the sausage sausage is made, um, is really important as the person who's both like, the sausage maker as well as 
part of this all. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for carrying that metaphor through. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> it is a really weird, like, image to think about. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, a giant sausage. Um, or or maybe a, a, a Philadelphia or, or Pennsylvania appropriate is uh, how the scrapple is made. Um, but, oh, uh, yeah. that's probably... <laughs> That has all kinds of stuff in it. Um, delicious, Ooh, yeah, nonetheless. We definitely do not know. We do not want to know what's in the scrapple. If you don't know what scrapple is, look it up, people. Uh, it's delicious. But um, no, I think it's really important to talk about these things um, because, and I think you know, fortunately, like there's a little bit more discussion about you know putting these things out in the open about you know how organizations are built and specifically in our ecosystem of film festivals and, and like, um, you know, I think there's a perception because there's so many different types of film festivals, uh, but that we really fight against of what a film festival should be and, and what it takes organizationally to, to do even a fraction of that, you know, and, and it really, you, I find that you have to fight against perception because it's like, well, it's not a one size fits all, right? Like it, for us, it's like, we are not the Toronto Film Festival. Like that's what everybody's familiar with. So they expect that template. And it's like, but we are not that, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's further complicated because like we have, uh, you know, in pre-COVID times, we have some of our screenings at their building. You know what I mean? Yeah. To the point, to the point where, like, some of the filmmakers are like, "Had my screening at TIFF?" It's like, no, you didn't. You had it at Relation. Uh, yeah. No. Oh, I. Oh my God. You know? We have that problem too. For sure, we have that problem too. Especially because actually, our main venue for one of the weekends that we run in November, like, they closed in 2019. So we like we were one of the last events that they ever mm. had in their building in 2019 is very sad. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, they, they ended up moving to a different location and that in, in a university and, and it's been a little bit difficult to work with them because of like, so, so the bureaucracy of universities, mm -hmm. but you know, that now we're having that issue where we're like, Oh, we're using, we're using Asian arts initiative. They're building. Um, I don't know if you had your screening at AAI cause we do usually have one of our weekends at AAI, but you know, Asian arts has been it, an incredible partner and it's, it, but it's always so frustrating to be like, we're not Asian arts initiative. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I love them still, but you know, it's, it's, I still, it's every time, every time people are like, wow, this building is amazing. What do you do here? And, you know, being that I, I love Asian arts and I like know all all, I memorize their season programming. Like I can tell them what they do here, but I am not yeah. an employee of the building. <laughs> a, yeah, affiliated, but not an employee. Right, um, right, right. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's tough because it's also like you know the challenges that you speak to are you know you know I'm I'm sure people might listen and be like, well, why are you doing it? You just go leave, you know. But like, it's because we care and we like enjoy it and you know there is something about the mission and the mandate that we want to serve and and we want to serve our community so i mean i i guess like you know not it's definitely not to like uh gloss over any of the the challenges that you that you're talking about but you know what are some what is a memorable experience that you've had at your festival that is kind of like one of those things that kind of keeps you going 
Oh, there are so many, honestly. There's like pre-COVID memories, and then there's also like good COVID memories too. Oh, a good like, COVID memory. Okay. That's yeah, nice. you because talk about that one, but you know, it's like no, that's nice. I, I <laughs> that's nice that that happened. <laughs> I, because you know what the thing is that like COVID to me has presented us with a challenge, like like a like a mind challenge, right? Mm. Like as as organizers, there like especially of you know what is co- like considered to be I consider to be like a community festival. Mm-hmm. Our challenge is that like we have to think about all of our community, right? Like everyone, truly, truly everyone. And and this I think also like um, it's like good memory, but also a challenge, right? Because yeah. COVID I think has presented the world with a lot of different like like it's like it's like it's like put a mirror up to all of us to really like reflect on like how we have operated um as a festival right especially when it comes to access you know when covid started back in 2020 for the us everyone was like prepared to give all of these accommodations for working and like we had so many of these meetings between festivals. There's a huge, huge like Zoom meetings of festivals. Like how are we going to adapt to COVID? How are we going to adapt to this pandemic where people are unable to gather in large spaces, you know, or like large gatherings in in small spaces or whatever, right? Um, you know, we, we like banded together to do all this stuff. And now that we're at the start of like year three, no one's doing that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And- so like, you know, again, good memories, but also challenges. Like good memories to me is the fact that like, you know, I, my first festival as festival director was entirely virtual festival. And to me, the good memory of that was the fact that like, I was able to still share the festival with people through, through like virtual happenings, right? We had an entire game night that we spent with um with filmmakers you know trying to get again get that community going we did like a whole zoom call where we played two truths one lie (laughs) and it was meant to be it was meant to be like a like a like an intro like break like icebreaker game and we spent like three hours (laughs) doing two truths one lie because we were all just like so into it yeah um and that was such that was such a good time it was such a good it was just a good moment. And I, I, I'm really sad right now because of the fact that like, you know, I, I don't know how it is up in Canada, but here in Philly, like a lot of these like COVID safety mandates are getting lifted. And yeah, I, I, I know that there are people in our community that are hurting because of the fact that like organizers are now not doing the same kinds of accommodations that we had at the beginning of the pandemic, leaving a lot of these people to like fend for themselves when it comes to like access to events, you know? And I understand that people really miss the in-person stuff, but I just feel like, I think, I think as like a, as an organizer, like as an event organizer, something that I've really had to remember and think about is that like, you know, there's just, there's no stop to the pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's no, there's no like day where it's just going to be declared gone. And then we all have to mission accomplished. Yeah. It's not like that. (laughs) It's really, truly not like that. And like, 
the thing is that you know the way that we organize has to change forever and like that i truly truly believe that is like the way that we and and the, the way that we as festivals organize like ha- just has to change you know like we have to really be thinking about access and a lot of us are a lot of us yeah. are thinking about access not just like physically a lot of folks i know ida just had like a um an announcement that they're partnering with another organization to increase access for the the documentaries that they produce mm-hmm. um and and it's just you know it's stuff like that like i feel like we really we really need to think about and even more so than i think some of us are uh, yeah yeah Sorry, I mean, I, I'll no, 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 it's soapbox, but no, like. <laughs> no, no. again, it's important to have those things out in the open because they, I mean, I think they are conversations that some of us are having, you know, and then, right, yeah. you know, the, the other part of it is that like, oh, I mean, it's, it's just offloading to quote unquote personal decisions. And it's like, you know, not, not everybody can make those decisions like safely right and so so i you know i think i think you know at least in our festival world there are some festivals who are talking about this and it's and it's a it's a needed conversation but it also means we need the resources to do it right because absolutely um, you know the burnout is real and you know we can't just conjure up um you know, a hybrid festival, like we realized mm-hmm. it's like, oh, hybrid festival is like running two festivals, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and we're, and we're trying to lay the tracks to do that. I mean, you know, Hey, uh, look out for our re- real Asians listing in November, but, uh, you know, uh, and see what we end up, you know, turning how it turns out. But, um, but it's a lot, you know, and it's, and, and, you know, like the challenge is, fun the puzzle is fun but it's exhausting too you know and i you know i get it too everybody's feeling the exhaustion of decision making you know so um yeah i mean we'll see we'll see um so when is when is your festival and where can people find more information and um you if you're uh, accepting submissions uh you know you can mention that as well yeah um so where can you find our information about the festival? Uh, we have a website. It's paaff.org. Um, we have a Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's all listed on our website as well. Um, we, and what are your dates this year? Oh, what are our dates this year? It's November 3rd to the 13th. Okay. November 3rd to the 13th. Oh, we're and we don't know if we're going to do <laughs> that much in-person stuff. It's mm-hmm. really, again, dependent on what happens with COVID and um, at, at the very least, I know that we're going to be hybrid as much as possible. Um, We've sort of already like tried to figure out what can we do to make it a little bit easier on us to make the hybrid organizing a little bit easier. on us. (laughs) So yeah. 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 Um, But in terms of like what we're doing now, we're, we're accepting submissions now and we also have, you know, all of our rules and eligibility and, how to submit all that stuff is available on our website as well. Um, so we're uh, accepting submissions until July 5th, which is our, our like latest deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, but our early deadline is coming up on April 15th. Don't quote me on that. I think it's April 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely uh, for filmmakers listening, please submit as early as possible because it's super helpful for us. 
Um, and then in terms of programming, we also have an online film club that we run monthly from March until August. And our first film club meeting is coming up on August 20th. And we are discussing Sandy Tan's 2018 documentary Shirkers. Oh, okay. Um, so that's, you know, again, one of the programs that we created during the pandemic um, and are, are definitely going to be keeping as like a virtual online uh, community. So highly recommend joining that. Uh, it's a lot of fun and definitely for folks who feel like they don't have a space or they, they really want a space uh, to be able to like talk about Asian American and Pacific Islander films. Like absolutely, uh, this is the space for you. So awesome yeah all right i'm gonna i'm gonna uh wrap up on this last question and so this is something that uh we've asked guests in from the beginning when we started this podcast and um and we asked filmmakers too and it's kind of become contentious between kelly and i um (laughs) to the point where like we we are trying to uh um, have a little bit of a truce about it, but it's still nice to know what other people think. And so, so it's our, it's our final question. So you can only choose one. Um, so rice, noodles, bread, or potatoes. This is our carbohydrate questionnaire. Oh, carbo, carbohydrate. Are, do, are, is there like a, are you, are you marking who's winning or? Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, we pretend to, but <laughs> but we haven't. <laughs> yeah. It, can I vote for multiple or do I? No, I no. You can only one? choose one. But this is really hard. This yeah. Really it, that's hard. why it's <laughs> so contentious. <laughs> well, so the reason why I say that's really hard is because I actually started baking bread recently. Oh. And I received this really lovely brown rice bread recipe Hmm. from a friend of a friend whose mother like passed it down to them and so like Hmm. that's why i'm like is it bread well it includes rice but it's it's technically it's bread but it has rice as part of the ingredients so like okay so is that your is that your pick so bread with rice (laughs) (laughs) I, i i it's hard because i i feel like if I feel like there needs to be like a subcategory, which is that like no, I I want to pick bread, but it has to be homemade bread. It can't be store bought bread. <laughs> okay, sure, you can pick in whatever conditions. I mean, the, you know, uh, Jennifer Sue, our sometimes producer, she said, uh, you know, the best are sometimes double and triple carbs. So a rice bread totally fits in the double carb category. <laughs> uh, a, a, a uh, fan of the show. His name is Grayson. He has uh, totally poked holes in all of these, and uh, I thought about it a lot. So, so that's why it's that's why it's contentious. Um, and that bread can also include not just like a loaf of bread, but it could be like a tortilla. It could be a a, a roti or um, or a cake, <laughs> right? That's kind right. of a bread too. So, um, so you know, uh, it's not the choice I would have made, uh, but that's okay. <laughs> What was, what was your choice? What was your choice? My oh, I'm I'm 100 rice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I see that. That's the problem. It's like really hard to choose because like it is really hard to choose because they're I, all great. Well, because prior to baking bread, I would have I would have chosen rice. Like prior to <laughs> knowing how to use yeast and 
bake a loaf of bread on my own, I would have said rice. But I I truly like this recipe. When I tell you, Aram, this recipe is a godsend. It is so easy. And it like, I brought a, like a, a fresh loaf of bread to um, to share with some of our staff at, at one of our previous events. Um, and I was like, everyone was like, oh my God, this is, this, <laughs> you made this? You made this this beautiful loaf of bread? I was like, yeah. And people went for seconds. I, it was so funny because I, I baked one loaf of bread because I only have one loaf pan. I told my partner, heat it up in the oven. I was already like, you know, prepping and, and doing all that stuff at the event. So I was like, throw it in the oven 45 minutes at 450 degrees or whatever and cut it up and bring it when you when you come to the venue and he was like sure I got you and he brought it in this little brown bag and when we left there was nothing like I had thought (laughs) that I would have been able to bring at least like half the loaf back home but there was literally nothing and my partner was like you only baked one loaf like we don't have any more bread and blah 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 blah. so I you know I prior to baking bread would have said rice but I think all, right. all of them, all of them are winners. All right. Well, send the recipe, get yourself another bread pan, and <laughs> uh, and good to know your your preference. And and also, you know, just wanted to thank you for for joining us on on Backstory. It's always nice to connect to uh, folks from other festivals and be part of this kind of larger community that we have. So, um, so thanks so much. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. This has been really fun to talk to you and catch up with you. And um, hopefully we'll be able to see each other again soon. Yeah, and bring some bread. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I will bring some bread. Awesome. You've been listening to part one of our Festival Road Trip on Backstory, a podcast from the Toronto Real Asian International Film Festival. Let's take a rest stop for now. And I hope you join us on part two as we get back on the road. I want to thank Selena Yip from the Philadelphia Asian American Film Festival. For more information on their festival, go to paaff.org. For more information about Relation, relation.com. Send us a note at backstory at relation.com. Please give us a review and a five-star rating. We'll see you soon.